Arizona's defense was one of the worst in the conference last year. There might be an unsung star that's going to be able to hop in here and make a big difference. We're going to talk about him and a ton of other stuff here, but let's get started here on Locked on Wildcats. You are Locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thanks for keeping it up. Locked On Wildcats, I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, now. Arizona's defense last year was one of the worst in the conference. Actually, it was one of the worst in the country. Let's not kid ourselves. So, yeah, generally say to yourself, all right, now, what does Arizona need to do to get better at that position? Now, we broke down the uh, de- or we broke down the defensive line. We broke down the linebacker spot. Now, let's talk about the DBs. And the player that I think is going to make all of this work or not work is going to be Ephesians Prysock. Now, to remind you all a little bit about Ephesians Prysock. This is a kid that's about six foot two, 200 pounds. He was a four star commit out of Southern California uh, two years ago. And when you watch him in practice, he sticks out and he sticks out in a number of ways. First of all, he's huge. Second of all, he moves like a man who is much smaller than his uh, than his actual listed size, which is a good thing. But he's going to be the number one cornerback this year, and that's something that is going to have to, uh, you know, well, we're going to have to see how that one plays out. But I am optimistic about this one because, again, you watch him and – That's what an NFL quarterback is supposed to look like in this day and age. I'm intrigued to see what he can do. Um, And he's a pretty instinctive guy. And you can tell, too, that he's made a real jump just in uh, his skill level, his strength level. All of this is to be expected, but still, he's been very, very impressive. And then... Um, but he's got to take that role because, again, you lost a guy who's going to probably start at USC this coming year. So, you know... Uh, that that goes with the that goes with the paint. Um, now, um, on the opposite side, I think you're going to see Charles Yates Jr. Now, Charles Yates Jr. was a guy that came in and he was definitely um, not well known, but um, he's come in and he's he's impressed. Now, a lot of times with junior college guys, they're very hit or miss. But one thing about this coaching staff that we've talked about, I believe that. They are very, very good at evaluating talent. And I don't think that that's anything that I'm really uh, breaking any news at. But you just look across the board right there. A guy we're going to talk about in a few minutes, a Jonas Savanea, a, um, you know, you look down the defensive line. I mean, heck, you you look at uh, just a bunch of different guys that they have been able to get right there. Tanner McLaughlin, a tight end, who we'll be talking about as well. But, um, uh, let's see now. Um, but you got Charles Yates Jr., who I do believe will start at that other position. And I'm a big fan of Charles Yates Jr. I think he's going to be very, very good. Then at those safety spots and at the nickel spot, that's where it becomes a little bit interesting. I believe Traden Stoops will be that nickel back. Um, I don't really love Traden Stoops starting, but if Traden Stoops is my nickel back, I am more than okay with that. And I don't even like the band nickelback. Um, then you've got at uh, the, uh, I almost said at the small forward spot. Then at the, uh, uh, in the secondary, 
If the safeties, it becomes interesting. Isaiah Taylor, Jason Taylor's kid, is going to start. Um, and not only is he going to start, he is going to um, – I would imagine he's going to uh, be a real contributor out there. And a big reason for that is that Jackson Ta- – Jackson Taylor, Jackson Turner, who Arizona had last year – um, and is now at UNLV, was not really promised a starting spot next year. And that's a big part of that is because of what has happened and what has transpired with Isaiah Taylor. So I would imagine Isaiah Taylor is going to be one of those defensive backs right there. Then, then at the other at the other safety spot, or you're going to, because you're going to have multiple safeties, you're going to have probably three or four safeties shuffling in and out. Um, I would love to see Genesis Smith take over the role and the Gunner Maldonado is in. We'll get to Maldonado in a second. But Genesis Smith, a kid that we've always talked about too, out of Chandler High School, I believe should have been higher rated. He, to me, should have been a four-star player. But he's big. He's got long hair. He looks a lot like Adam Hall. He's physical. He's, uh, I think he's, once he hits the field, he's not coming out. Just remember, you heard that here first. Once he hits the field, he's not coming out. Now, uh, at the other spot then, Gunnar Maldonado. Now, I thought Gunnar Maldonado stunk, but towards the end of the year, he started making big plays, and you got to kind of tip your cap to him at some point because, again, he was impressive out there, and he started making some real moves out there. Gunnar Maldonado, like what I saw from Gunnar Maldonado at the end of the year, if he could continue that play, I'm totally cool with Arizona running with that lineup right there. So that's kind of where the defensive backs are. Again, all I need from this defense is to not be the worst defense in the conference. That's all I ask. And you know what? I don't think that's too much to ask because I think the talent there is more than okay to be able to make that one pass. All right. Now, we got to talk about FanDuel. You might say to yourself, Mike, where is the best place that I could go and check out uh, games and bet on games in live, in uh, the futures, you name it, FanDuel. FanDuel.com backslash locked on college. I don't even like baseball to give you an example, but if I got a little bit of money, a little bit of coin on uh, FanDuel, it makes it more interesting, and I will watch baseball. And the great thing about FanDuel is, is that they've got you covered. You know what? Any money you put in, that's good money right there because FanDuel is a nationwide entity that everybody is using, and there's a reason that everybody is using it. So, again, check it out, FanDuel.com backslash college. And, again, uh, make everything a little bit more interesting. Get a little bit of skid in the game. All right, now. We just got done talking about the defense. Let's talk about the fun stuff and what is going to carry this Arizona football team coming up. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now we talked all about the defense, which was a a tough issue last year. Now let's talk about the Arizona offense. Now, uh, Jaden Delora was obviously in the news. I'm not going to really get into it on this show. It's not the place, but um, Arizona has decided to keep him, move on. His status with the team remains unchanged. A great deal of that is because uh, juvenile records are uh, uh, sealed. So that's where we're at. Jaden Delora, though, I think is one of the four or five best quarterbacks in the conference. Yes, you got Michael Penix. Yes, you've got Caleb Williams. Yes, you got Bo Nix. Still feels weird to say that Bo Nix is a good quarterback, as I have watched Bo Nix before he got to Oregon. But Bo Nix doesn't suck. So, but after that, I think Jaden Delora is right in there. 
And um, it, he's just the thing with, with uh, Jaden is you just need him to be able to be more consistent. If he is more consistent, then Arizona is going to win a lot of games because he has the talent and he's got the weapons around him. He's got a big arm, can move around well, good player all the way around. Then at the uh, uh, the backup spots, and it's been forever that I've been able to say, you know what, I'm comfortable with the backups coming in. Noah Fafita, um, I know he's five foot seven. I know we've never seen anything like that in college athletics, really. But I do believe when he hits the field, he is going to make a big impact. Uh, big, big fan of Noah Fafita and everything that Noah Fafita can bring to the program. Uh, height is just a number in that situation. Then you got Braden Dorman, four star quarterback, four star big guy right there. Uh, totally different than them. Six foot five. Um, I think when he's re- when he gets there, he'll be able to. Uh, hit the field as well, running as well. And a big reason for this is because I believe that there's ta- uh, starting as good a wide receiver duo as there is in the country. I will put the uh, wide receiver duo of Jacob Cowling and T-Mac against anybody in the country, and they fit themselves uh, fit each other perfectly. Now, look at Jacob Cowling. Um, came over from UTEP uh, previous year where he caught for almost 1400 yards, 10 touchdowns, translated immediately to the U of A, 1100 yards, seven touchdowns, and numbers would have been even better without uh, being uh, hobbled a little bit. Then you got T-Mac, the five-star wide receiver that Arizona generally doesn't get. He lived up to his billing and more as he was a freshman All-American. I do think that um uh, I do think that he will be uh his numbers will go up even losing Dorian Singer. I think with T-Mac, it would not surprise me at all if he led the uh, conference in touchdowns and if he caught for around 1,100 yards, he's that good. So Jaden Delore has got a lot to work with there. Then the other wide receiver spots, it becomes even more interesting because you've got a lot of young, unproven talent. Keep in mind, Dorian Singer left last year. He's running second string at USC after leading the uh, conference and receiving. So who could take his spot? There's a couple different names. You've got Kevin Green. You've also got um, uh, uh, Malachi Riley, excuse me. Uh, With Kevin Green, he's fascinating because he's a USC uh, decommit. Killed it last year in the spring. Didn't really see him during the games because that's because they only played three wide receivers. I believe that has to change because I thought that that wore down Jacob Cowling to a certain extent. Need Kevin Green out there. A little guy, but you know what? He gets open. He makes plays. And um, I think it's time to hit for him to be able to really show what he can do. And then Malachi Riley, the epitome of the coaching staff right here that knows what they're doing because Riley was a – uh, was kind of a backup wide receiver option, pardon the pun. And um, Arizona was going to try to get in on somebody else. And you know what? They decided we're going to go after the better player. They got Malachi Riley out of Corona Centennial. Big, huge receiver. You like everything you see about him. Also, A.J. Jones still there in the wings. You got a lot at the wide receiver position to work with, and that's why I'm excited about what they could possibly do. Now, the other spots then, tight end. Talked about it nonstop. This coaching staff does a very good job of evaluating talented players under the radar. Tanner McLaughlin is that guy from Southern Utah. He has come in, and last year he was one of the handful of best tight ends in the conference, and he caught for almost uh, 500 yards, five or six touchdowns. I look for the other T-Mac, T-Mac 2.0, to be able to uh, build upon those numbers. And... 
I think you're going to probably see him in the NFL in a year or two. Not only do I think you're going to see him in the NFL in a year or two, I think you're going to see him playing in the NFL in a year or two. That's he's an, It's an exciting prospect all the way across the board. Then you've got uh, um, Kean Burnett. Now, Kean Burnett's also interesting because you got to remember another ex-USCD commit came in last year, was a little raw, but I'll tell you one thing, man. He looks the part. He is physically ready to go, and the coaching staff has done a great, great job with him. Um, if Kean Burnett is your backup tight end, you are in good shape at that position right there. Kean Burnett, um, Tanner McLaughlin, love that tight end combination up front. Okay, now, Arizona might have the most NFL players on its roster at this next position. We're going to talk about that in a second. All right, now let's talk about the position where you've got multiple pros and multiple surefire pros on the Arizona offensive line, and we've got to start first talk about Jordan Morgan. Uh, Jordan Morgan uh, 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 blew out his ACL last game of the season, decided to come back to the U of A to back the A, and um, there is every bit of reason to believe that he's going to dominate. First and foremost, watching him uh, move around during spring drills, he moves the ball or moves around very, very well. The uh, uh, the knee brace is on or the knee brace is off. Either way, he's skipping around. He's moving well. I would expect him to be full glow, full go, ready to go first game of the season. I think he's going to be a monster. And I'm not the only one that thinks that as CBS um, also has him as a projected first round pick. So, again, check that out. Back the A right there. Jordan Morgan made a, a very good decision coming back. Now. Let's talk about Jonas Savanea, who I believe is the best player, football player on this team. I realize what I'm saying right there, and um, and I mean it. Uh, Savanea was a freshman All-American guard. To remember, if you remember uh, the story with him, he would not have been at Arizona if it wasn't for uh, Hawaii and COVID during 2020. He shows up on campus and immediately Jed Fish says, I've never seen anybody 330 that carries the weight like Jonah does. And you know what? Lo and behold, he was right. He dominated all year at guard. Um, just something different. You don't see true freshmen dominating at guard. And he certainly did that. Then you look at uh, um, what he's doing this spring. They've moved him to tackle. That shows you how talented he is because Arizona doesn't have a tackle. So you could be looking at bookend tackles that could both potentially be first-round picks in Jordan Morgan and on the opposite side, Big Jonas Savanea. But make no mistake, barring injury, whenever Savanea is uh, um, draft eligible, he's going to be a top 15 pick. He's that good. He's that rare. Again, this man is starting for starting and starring for anyone in the country, whether it be a Georgia, Alabama, you name it. Jonas Savanea would be that dude. He is that good. So let's just assume that you're going to be at the, those are going to be your two tackles right there. Um, then on the interior at the guard spots, it gets more interesting. You got Wendell Moe. And again, I'm going to keep bringing this up. The ability this coaching staff has to be able to, um, to be able to find diamonds in the rough. And Wendell Moe should not have been that diamond in the rough because he's from this no-name high school called Long Beach Poly. Rolling eyes. Um, but he came in, lost a little bit of weight, and within six games he was starting and he wasn't looking back and he graded out well as well. Um, 
just a very, very impressive player so far for Arizona. And I figure he also is another guy that has NFL potential. Certainly not going to say that he's a lock like a big Jonah, but he's in there. He's that talented. He's that good. Then you got Josh Baker at that center position. Josh Baker is solid. He's certainly not great, but he's solid. Um, you can do a lot worse at the center position than Josh Baker right there. I didn't, I didn't even mean that as a backhanded compliment. Um, so then what the coaching staff is obviously uh, uh, into is they're obvious, they obviously believe that that guard position right there will be easier to fill than that tackle position. That's why they're having big Jonah out there at tackle this year. Um, now, It'll be interesting to see who they put in at that guard spot because there's a you know variety of different guys that could move inside, could move out. I'm not even sure exactly what their plan is right there, but we'll know it when we see it. And again, Brennan Carroll's done a very good job with this squad on the offensive line, so I got total faith that they'll be able to figure this one out. And then at the special team spot, we need our guy, Fam, Rayshon Speedy Luke, Under Armour All-American Bowl MVP. I need him returning kicks. Now, Reason I need him returning kicks is very straightforward because he's good at it. The last few years, Arizona's had kick returners that go back there and they fair catch everything and don't go anywhere. That's not the purpose of the game. The purpose of the game is to go places. You need Rayshon Luke out there. Again, fam, calling for him. Um, and then at those kicker positions, feel very good about it too as well. How many times have we watched over the years where Arizona's field goal kickers and it feels weird to say this. Couldn't even make extra points or were kicking it in the butt of the offensive linemen or causing concussions. Those days are gone. That's because you got Tyler Loop in there, Mr. Automatic, 45 yards in. Then you got Kyle Ostendorp at that punter position right there, who is a field changer as well. Either way, though, uh, the special teams from a kicker position feel great with what they have. I need now, I need Rayshon Speedy Luke to be that player who is going to uh, br break those runs. And again, I believe that Arizona is a bold team. I've been saying this from day one. And not only do I believe that this is a bold team, I believe this is a team that's going to uh, really surprise some people. I would go on to FanDuel and bet the over when that's available. Told you all about this last year. Take the over of two and a half wins. Arizona won five. Take the over whatever this year is because we're going bowling here, Arizona Wildcats fans. We are going bowling. All right. So that's kind of where we're at. Wanted to do uh, just do, uh, just uh, do and break down the entire Arizona uh, football team, where they stand, where they could improve, what I would do. But again, Fortunate enough to have Jed Fish in here because we've got a lot of coaches at the U of A that didn't really look like they cared about what they were doing. Jed Fish is not that guy. Jed Fish does care about what he's doing. And again, very good stuff right there. Now, all right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with you tomorrow. We're going to be talking all Arizona basketball. We're going to be talking Kashad Johnson. Wink, 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 wink. Um, and see where, again, he's not committed. But we'll see where uh, Kashad Johnson could possibly fit into the grand scheme of things. The San Diego State uh, power forward, where he would play, and what kind of minutes he would get because he Arizona needs players like him. They need a little bit of that toughness, and um, Arizona is certainly right in the mix of things. Wink, wink, wink. All right, on that note. We're going to sign off here today, but as you know, we are uh, in full day, everyday coverage right here. No days off around these parts. So on that note, have a great rest of your Tuesday. Back the A. We will be back with you tomorrow. 
You have been listening to Locked On Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. Have a great rest of your Tuesday.